Hi guys, welcome back to Astrology and You. I'm Alice. And I'm Maxine. In this episode, we're talking all things astrocartography. So basically, this is how you can use astrology to see what places in the world to live or to visit, and also to kind of get an understanding of which places might be more challenging based on your unique birth chart. Yes, so we'll get more into the logistics of what this actually looks like and how you can look up the astrocartography map on your own time. Um, But it's really great to learn about these lines if you're looking into moving homes or going on vacation. You can really get a better idea of what your best options are based on these planetary lines, as they're called in astrocartography. Yes, and I love it because if you've ever traveled someplace new and you just immediately, when you land, you just feel like you're someone new or maybe that you've even been drawn to a place that you've never been yet. And the astrocartography can help you explain why this is. So I've just always been really fascinated by kind of how traveling to a different part of the world can activate a different part of you. It is crazy. Like, I feel like sometimes when I get off the plane somewhere, it's almost immediate. Um, But yeah, we'll get into in this episode what our kind of good and harder places have been. Um, But yeah, we wanted to address this topic because Maxine just moved to Colorado. And that's definitely something she was seeing um, in that city based on her astrocartography. And then, like I said, we'll get into more personal examples of where we've traveled and and or lived. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, But first, let's jump in and look what's going on in astrology for the week ahead. So this episode is coming out Sunday, May 16th, and really the big event of the week is it's the start of Gemini season, Thursday. So on May 20th, the sun moves into Gemini, and this will bring up a change of energy for you. Yeah, so coming out of Taurus season, um, where pretty much the majority of the planets were in Taurus, Sun, Venus, Mercury, Uranus, and then we had Jupiter, Saturn, in Aquarius. That was a ton of fixed energy where it may have felt like things weren't running as smoothly or there was just like, um, I don't know, like feeling almost stuck somehow or a little frustrated um, and kind of having to like patiently like work away at your goals and maybe not seeing like results so immediately. Um, Now that Gemini season has begun and Venus and Mercury are also still in Gemini at the same time, there's this shift to like being more open to change, really feeling like you're more free, especially because the sun is coming into an exact square with Jupiter that's now at zero degrees of Pisces. So just feeling more optimistic, wanting to get out of the house, socialize, connect with people, um, and really move around more. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited about Jupiter being square Gemini too, or the sun in Gemini, just because this allows for, on the one hand, just feeling like, okay, there's things I want to get done. And now you kind of have more optimism or confidence to act on them. The square aspect in astrology really helps you to kind of like get up and like act on maybe projects you've been putting off or conversations that you want to have and just really coming into yourself more. So it'll be a wonderful start to the season and what was so crazy kind of just going back to Jupiter moving into Pisces which happened well we're recording this on Friday the 14th it moved in yesterday um late on the 13th and literally the day Jupiter entered Pisces the CDC was like you no longer have to wear masks if you've been 
vaccinated. So I just thought that was so like um, representative of Jupiter moving into Pisces, getting more freedom, having more movement, feeling more optimistic. And then the mask restriction was literally lifted. Yeah, totally. And also Jupiter represents foreign travel. So obviously that is also an expansive part of that. Yeah. And Gemini, again, yeah, I don't think we mentioned this with Gemini season two. That's also about like making trips and like being more out and about. So yeah, I definitely see if travel pops up at this time. Um, But yeah, Gemini season, we'll get into this more in our next episode, which is going to be completely on the eclipses coming up. But Gemini season will have a lot of change because of those eclipses. And Maxine, with your Gemini rising, that solar eclipse in Gemini coming up is definitely showing like why you had this big transition and moved to Colorado recently. So let's get more into that. Yeah, no, definitely that contributed. And when you have strong Gemini placements in your chart or Sagittarius, as we'll get into in the next episode, it can really activate earlier too. So um, even though the eclipses haven't happened yet when we're recording this episode, I have already felt it so big, even I think in the last like the last two months, really, like leading up to it. Um, Would you say you feel that too, Alice? I feel it. I don't have a huge gem. I have no Gemini in my chart, but except for it's like the ruler of my 11th house. And I feel like I've been noticing it, the changes with friendship changes and like really feeling like I need to find better friends for myself, but also having friends go through changes themselves. Like you're my close friend. You moved away. I've had several other people move away. So even though those eclipses haven't hit yet, definitely already feeling the effects. Yeah, and that's such a good point too. When when something happens in your house of you know those social houses, the third, seventh, or eleventh, you sometimes feel the changes with your friendships and friend groups. So, um, but yeah, so moving to Colorado, um, it has been such a crazy move. We moved really quickly, and it just like along with the eclipses, it just kind of was something where we felt like we needed to shift and we needed to change. My partner actually is a Gemini sun. So I think we both were feeling this need to get out of our comfort zones, try something new. Gemini always wants to be curious and be playful and not restricted. And we were living in a tiny apartment as we've discussed. So um, yeah, like even with Jupiter, Alice, you mentioned this, but feeling like more expansive literally and having more physical room. I love that. It's like literal Jupiter interpretation. Um, Why don't you talk about why, like, why did you choose Colorado? Did you have, I guess before we get into like everything about astrocartography, was there something significant about your map that drew you to there? Yeah. So actually what's interesting is we initially weren't sure we even were going to move like this quickly. We just went on a trip to see other cities that we liked and hadn't ever been to. So um, we went to San Francisco and then we went to Denver and it was we didn't look at the astrocartography beforehand. I really was tempted to, but I wanted to almost make it an experiment to be like, what is the energy I'm feeling? And I didn't want that to get in the way. Um, so anyway, and then we went to San Francisco and we liked it. It was like beautiful and such, but like there wasn't anything really like anchoring us to that place. Like it didn't feel like home, you know, Um 
And then when we went to Denver, I like kid you not, we got here and both of us were just like, we need to move here. (laughs) We like had only been there. We had only just like really gotten there. And it was just this feeling of, oh my gosh, this place has something for us. You know, it like brought up a different part of ourselves. So actually, when we looked at our astrocartography, we found that we don't have any lines running through California, like, or in San Francisco, that is. And then when I looked at Denver, both of us had lines running directly through Denver. And so that really was reflected in our astrocartography. Why would we feel that way? Which line do you have and which which line does Nick have? So I have Uranus. Um, and then Nick has a Venus line. Okay, that's really interesting. I feel like it'll be interesting to see how Uranus plays out in the long term for you. Um, I just feel like it'll probably like awaken different parts of your identity, um, especially because you said you said it was a career line, right? Like Uranus MC. Mm-hmm. So like probably like get you more exposure with your career or like maybe there's possible changes to like long-term direction there. But then also I feel like there might be like a lot of moving around or just maybe an unsettled, I don't know how that'll play out in the long term. Oh yeah, I'm so curious. And it's interesting why I was moved to a Uranus line because that Uranus in and of itself represents like a lot of change and like being more independent. And actually it's the ruler of astrology too. So I was thinking that probably had something to do with it. But um, definitely I feel like at this part of my life, I've been looking for like more change. And so being drawn to a Uranus line makes perfect sense. It'll be curious to see like where your, how your career develops even in like the next six months to a year, just living on that Uranus MC. I'm like yeah. really excited. I know. I'm really looking forward to that. And then Nick has his Venus line. And so it's a little different than an MC because the AC or ascendant is it makes it so the planet is felt through you. Um, And it also shows how you perceive that area being more like that planet. So being Venus, he loves it here. Like the nature is really appealing to him. And, um, you know, he works in finance. So that makes sense too. What is his natal Venus sign? Is it Taurus? It's in Cancer, actually. Okay, so really nurturing... I feel like that's a that's not a sign Venus rules, but I feel like it's definitely comfortable in Cancer. Yeah, and it makes sense that there's so much nature around too, and he does have a Taurus moon and Taurus Mars, so I feel like that planet Venus comes out really strongly and makes him feel more at home. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, before we go further, I think we should back it up and talk about what is astrocartography, how to locate it for yourself, and kind of just the general basics for everyone. So do you want to kick off like what it is? Yeah. So without getting super bogged down in technicalities, when you look up your astrocartography, it shows a map of the world and there'll be tons of lines running through it. Each line represents a planet. And the idea is, is that when you move to or visit that planet, you have that planet more strengthened. So you'll feel that planetary energy and potentials kind of brought up within you more easily. 
Yeah, it like moves the planets to like significant angles in your chart. So they become like really prominent forces in your life. Um, to f- locate the map for yourself, the easiest way I know how to do this is typing in astro.com space map on Google. And like the first result that should show up is called horoscope astro click travel. Um, there's also another way to use this. Like if you're, if you're already familiar with astro.com under extended charts, under extended chart selection. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, the drop down, like where you choose birth chart or transit chart or solar return. I think there should be another option for map. Um, but yeah, so you go there and you'll get a map and you can kind of click on what country you want to look more in depth or continent. Sorry. Um, you want to look more in depth at, and you'll see all of these lines running through for 10 planets plus the nodes and Chiron. Um, and then each planet will also have like initials under it representing an angle in your chart. So if you look at the top, um, in the sides of the map, top and bottom in the the two sides, you should see like a planetary symbol and then either AS, MC, IC, or DS. So that stands for ascendant, descendant, midheaven, and IC. I don't know how to pronounce IC, like the actual word for it. It's like immunae coli. Yeah, exactly. So that's like ascendant is like yourself, descendant is relationship sphere, midheaven is like how you're seen in the public eye, career direction, like long-term calling, and then IC is really about like your deeper emotional self, like family, like your core. Yeah. And, and so all of the planets will be expressed differently based on that angle that Alice just talked about. So for example, if you have Uranus on your midheaven, like I do, that planet of like innovation and change will be expressed through my career or how people perceive me in the public eye versus like if you go to your Uranus IC line, then you're going to experience that energy of Uranus of change, maybe through healing or through family or different energies related to the IC. Yeah. And I feel like um, when you're looking at the map and you're looking at kind of where you've grown up or where you were born and you're not seeing lines, That is because if you don't have planets that fall on your angles in your birth chart, like naturally, then that city is not going to appear as having lines through it. So I wouldn't freak out about that. It's just kind of when you move around and it takes your birth chart and changes the latitude and longitude of it, it shifts what houses the planets are falling in and which ones come to angles suddenly. And in astrology, when a planet is placed on one of those four angles, in your birth chart that represents that planet has a greater position of power so you'll be more confident in that planet when you're there or more like attached to it or can express it more powerfully so that shows up in astrocartography when you move to these lines or visit or travel to them you're going to feel that energy more available to you more easily Mm -hmm. what are some um lines that you've really liked I want to start off with like ones that have been like fun or positive okay so even before we get into that we were talking beforehand too like no lines are positive or negative like black and white I feel like sometimes people are like oh I only want to go to my sun or venus line because those will be happy like for sure 
But whenever you're looking at astrocartography, you have to bring it back to your birth chart itself and how you interact with those planets. So for example, like a Venus line for someone who hasn't really been able to integrate those parts of Venus within themselves. So like your nurturing side, your appreciation of beauty, um, your femininity maybe. If you're not comfortable with that, then moving to that line will bring up a lot of lessons to help you assimilate that more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point to make. Like if you have Venus square Saturn or square Pluto or conjunct Pluto in your natal birth chart, then like anytime you move to a Venus line, you're getting those really difficult Venus square Saturn lessons of like maybe dealing with heartbreak and rejection or like fear of rejection or just relationship tension going on. And you're going to have to work through those a lot more. It's not going to be an easy, peaceful Venus. And yeah, and I love that you brought that up because by going to that line, though, you might have those lessons brought up, but obviously that'll help you work through them. And it kind of almost like it kind of gives you that level up in that area. Like you're kind of able to work on that and it kind of projects you into a future where you're already, I don't know, it like makes your timeline quicken up so you can learn those lessons. That's definitely been true of me living on this Chiron line in New York. Um, So Chiron in astrology is called like the wounded healer asteroid because it tends to bring out like all these deep-seated insecurities that you can never fully heal within yourself, but that you have to like learn how to cope with and maybe like help other people with similar problems. And in turn, that helps you, helps yourself. Um, so New York's like my Chiron ascendant line. That's a really difficult line to live on. Most people would like kind of, I don't know if you're looking at this as like good and bad, which it isn't, would probably like want to avoid a Chiron line. Um, but living here is really, at first it was very difficult, like the first year or two. And then over time, like I learned how to heal myself and also heal others. And a large part of that was becoming an astrologer. And like giving people reassurance that there was, they needed to trust the timing in their life and that they had these traits for a reason. And I feel like that's so Chiron like. Yeah. And I'm living, or I was, I guess when I was in New York, that ironically was also a Chiron line for me. So just to note that doesn't happen, not everyone has the same lines, but Alice and I both happen to have Chiron running right through New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it brought up a lot for me with healing, um, especially because not only was it Chiron, but it was like on my IC line, which we mentioned was a lot about healing from the past and really developing a stronger emotional foundation and more self-worth, I feel like too. Like for both of us, I feel like we've come into our own more yeah no I totally agree I feel like I still like constantly am getting these Chiron lessons of like get better self-confidence stop comparing yourself to others all this stuff um and it's interesting because Chiron is opposite Saturn in my birth chart so I feel like the fact that those two are opposite mean they kind of always are going to go hand in hand with astrocartography so in a way I feel like I might be getting like Saturn lessons too on this Chiron line yeah, and you do in your astrocartography, you can see it's not directly through New York, but it's actually to the east of you. And so you're getting like those relationship lessons, especially because it's Saturn DC. So that's those relationship lesson lessons coming from outside of you. 
Yeah, which were really tough at first was like constantly trying to date these people that weren't working for me. And then finally having to just be really clear on what I want and what I don't want with dating. Has not been easy here though. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What's beautiful though is Saturn. We've talked about this before, but Saturn can also represent not only restriction and like difficulty, but longevity and your Saturn DC line. It makes perfect sense that like now you're in a long-term relationship. I know. And it was like delayed. I feel like Saturn's so delayed gratification and it took almost five years to get there. Yeah, and a lot about maturity, too, like kind of leveling up in relationships. I feel like even though these lines are typically thought of as challenging, like I, there are other places in the world where I have like really happy and positive lines, like Italy, for example. I have a sun and mercury line running through like central Italy, and that's on the IC, so it always feels like a home, like almost like feels more comfortable than the home I grew up in. Um, and in my birth chart, sun and mercury are trying Jupiter. So really easy contacts with the rest of my chart, which is why it's doubly easy. Um, but there's not a lot of like motivation to like progress. Like it's kind of just like a lazy energy almost. So it's great. (laughs) It's a great place for vacation. But like, I think of like moving to Italy and having a career and like that just, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And so I actually see people who like are living on their Jupiter lines and they feel like they want more because it's like Jupiter is a honestly in astrology. It is such a great line to live on or visit. But if you're there for a long time, it doesn't present a whole bunch of challenges. So when you mentioned the word lazy, I was like, that can kind of be associated with Jupiter lines after a while. Like you expand and things come to you easily, opportunities, relationships, friendships, all of that. But after a while, it's like the struggle sometimes in life is what is really gratifying in the end because it helps you to stretch and expand into like other parts of yourself. Yeah. So I guess the moral there is like if you're looking at your map and you see like, oh, no, I have a Chiron, Pluto, Saturn line. Neptune, I would say those are like traditionally challenging. Um, I wouldn't like let that deter you. Like maybe your intuition is calling you to that place for a particular reason and that there are lessons and growth that you need to learn there. Like before I came to New York, before I knew anything about astrology or astrocartography, I was always like, I have to live in New York. Like I was so drawn to it when I was in Europe for college. I was like, I can't wait to go to New York and get my first job. And it's not an easy line. Yeah, no, definitely. That's how I feel too living here. I think it's brought up a ton of things that I, I think before I moved here, I was someone who liked to kind of sweep things under the rug. Like, eh, I don't want to deal with that. That's like a shadow thing or something negative. Um, and then when you come to a Chiron line, like you have to face those parts of yourself, those parts of your past. It's like it confronts you wherever you go. And that actually helps you so that way you can kind of face your fears and move on from it and expand from it. Okay, so let's transition to something a little lighter. Um, <laughs> let's say you're just wanting to go on vacation somewhere or go on your honeymoon and have a really good time. What lines would you look at, Maxine? Um, Obviously, like we said, you have to take your whole birth chart into consideration, but typically there are just lines that are a little easier. 
A hundred percent. I would actually recommend Venus. <laughs> like Venus lines. Every Venus line I've traveled to has been just so beautiful. Like honestly, you just feel more love for yourself. Everything around you appears more beautiful and amplified. And it's just such a great time for feeling like you connect with loved ones too. I'm trying to see if I have Venus. I like don't have Venus anywhere that's like a vacation spot really. Well, what's interesting, so Nick and I both have Venus lines running through Mexico and we love Mexico so much. Whenever we've went on a vacation there, like by ourselves or together, like it has been such an amazing time. And the people even who you greet on Venus lines, they just seem nicer and kinder. <laughs> and like, so it shows people who you might actually attract in that sense. Okay, wait, I've located mine. So I have a Australia one. And this is a good example of like, you're gonna, there's like four lines for each planet in, in every chart. So you're gonna see the same like planetary line appear four times on the map. So I have a Venus line off the coast of Seattle. Um, on the Atlantic Ocean side of Brazil, du- through Dubai, and then also through Melbourne, Australia. So those are four different places where I get that energy. Mm-hmm. Have you visited any of them, Alice? I have not. My, I would say my best vacation spots that I've gone to would have to be actually looking at um, Europe, because I feel like that's where I've traveled the most extensively, aside from Australia once. Um, looking at, we had that like amazing trip in Portugal when we yes, first became true. friends and right through, Li- yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> through Lisbon, I have Neptune and Uranus, I see. And then Jupiter AC is like pretty close by, like I would say like right off the coast of Portugal. Mm. Yeah. And that's interesting too, because I have similar lines that are really positive. So I have... Through Spain, I have a Jupiter IC line, and that is such a beautiful line for vacations or for finding your soul family. So it's beautiful that I've met Nick and his family there. Oh my Um, God, I love that. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And then also on the other part of Spain, like kind of off the coast of Portugal, I have my Midheaven Sun. So it's kind of beautiful that when we went to Portugal, we both had lines that were really like positive and like life giving. Yeah, like mine were like very creative. Like we took a lot of photos. Like I just like loved like all the tiled buildings in Portugal. I thought it was the most, I thought it was the prettiest place I've ever been to. Yeah, that was such a fun trip. So that's a great example. So like Jupiter, the sun. And I love that you mentioned, was that Uranus and Neptune, right, Alice? Um, yeah, that was Uranus and Neptune and then Jupiter nearby. So that's a great example of Neptune and Uranus. Great places to visit on vacation, but I think it can't be like a timed out, um, like travel. It has to be an adventure. Like you have to be open to change and like kind of swinging with the punches and just adventuring because things don't really go as planned. Yeah. And like sometimes different planetary energies can manifest in certain ways like I know people who've lived on a Neptune line may have felt a lot of confusion and like blurriness surrounding like their future goals like where they were headed at that time um 
but that may have had to, had to do with transits going on in their birth chart as well. So I guess that's another really good point to make is like, if you have difficult transits going on in that particular year or like month in your birth chart, the astrocartography is not going to outweigh that. Like you can't like outrun your more difficult problems that are going on at that time just by moving. Yes, very good point to bring up. Um, I do think sometimes when what I see when astrocartography can be really beneficial is if you have been living your whole life, let's say, on a Saturn line, and that can kind of bring a lot of restriction and duty and sense of like, honestly, some stuckness, especially before your Saturn return it can be really helpful to shake off that energy by traveling or vacationing to a different planetary line. And then it kind of takes you out of that whole emotional landscape and you get to experience something else. And when you go back home, you kind of bring that energy with you. It's not like you leave it behind. That's so fascinating. Cause like my whole, up until I was like 17 years old, I had only like lived in like the eastern, southeast. I was born in Chicago, then lived in New Jersey, then moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where I spent like most of my teenage years in school in Virginia. So like that whole part of the country never left. And all the astrocartography lines are very like close together, like similar in that area. Not a lot changes. Um, But then when I was 17, for the first time, I moved to Italy for a year. I did my senior year of high school living there. And like, that was when like, diff- I really tapped into like a different side of my identity. And I was like, oh my God, like, I love the culture here. I, I, I became like a new person almost in my life, like totally changed after that. And I have that sun line right through Italy, which is about like identity. And like, I felt like I really found myself more by living over there. Oh, I love that. And I love that both of us were born in between planetary lines. So if you're looking at your birth chart and you don't have lines, as Alice has mentioned before, that's not a bad thing. But it just kind of, it can either manifest as feeling like clarity, which can be a positive thing. But on the flip side, it can kind of feel just like bleh, (laughs) you know, like it's just kind of like you don't feel an attachment really to the land or the people or yeah. Yeah, I've never felt never felt an attachment to like anywhere I've lived in the U.S. I haven't lived on the West Coast though so maybe that's a little different but as far as where I've lived even New York like to this day I don't feel like a huge attachment. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah that's interesting. I feel like I felt more of an attachment because it was an IC line so if you're curious to find places that feel like home or your soul family going to IC lines can be beneficial for that. That's a really good point. I didn't think of that like that's perspective specifically sorry I can't say that specifically (laughs) good for home and yeah no for sure I was also gonna say like you don't have to go to like all of these places maybe to get the energy like it could be that there's a line through a country where you have no plans of ever visiting but somehow the influence of that country like finds itself in your life So, yeah. Yeah. So for example, like maybe you might like, like the culture or like films from that area or like music, um, but you don't really know why. Or like, for instance, my Jupiter career line runs right through India and like astrology is like a huge part of Indian culture. I've never been to India though. Like I probably will go there at some point in my life, but like their kind of astrology and what they're so into 
is now my career. Oh, I love that. And I actually have a ton of lines running through India. I have six of them. Oh my God. And I've never been to India, but I think when my whole, I hate to say spiritual awakening because it sounds like so overused. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But truthfully, when I felt like I came more into myself and that all kind of started with yoga and obviously that also has a connection with India. Yeah, like I'm so into yoga, meditation, astrology. I feel like if I went over there, it would just feel like my career like worked. Oh, I love that. And you mentioned a lot of, so basically you don't have to travel to these lines. You can even like get a book by an author who, you know, wrote it there, grew up there, or it could also be some practice or cultural um significant thing that you run into or even a person like sometimes if you look at lines like maybe if you have great lines running through for example Spain like I do you might be attracted to someone who has that energy and transfers it to you through that relationship yeah like with my really good lines being through Italy my boyfriend is part Italian yes it's crazy right yeah he's like from italy or not he's not from all the time yeah he's like great grandma yeah and it's usually lines like the moon or venus or jupiter like really positive ones when you find um like great friends or romantic relationships they'll have lines running through that part of the world so fascinating Yeah, I kind of want to look at like everywhere to be like, okay, am I interested in that culture? Am I not? Like, what's the takeaway there? Yeah. So I think we touched on a ton of things. Um, There was, I I had one last thing I wanted to say. If there aren't any lines running through the map on a specific city, you're really interested in moving that you've like already planned out and you want to see what the vibe is there, you can go to astro.com, extended chart selection, and then under that same drop down where it has all those different charts you can choose from, there's there's something called a relocation chart. And that will just show you what, like where the planets like shift into what houses. So they may not touch an angle and the lines may not appear on that city, but like you can still see like what houses are the most emphasized. Yeah, and those will bring up different themes or potentials in your life and in yourself. Um, also though, if you're trying to look up your chart to see like, oh, how, how much of a difference will I make if I move to the town over? That won't really show up very big in your birth chart. It has to be more of a significant move. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like we've touched on most of astrocartography. And if you guys want a reading like further in depth, Maxine is probably the expert on astrocartography. I keep saying you're the expert on like all this other stuff. (laughs) I just like my whole thing is like I'm really good at like predicting stuff for people like I love looking at like what's happening next whereas like Maxine's into like kind of more niche stuff like astrocartography maybe more spiritual like reincarnation stuff so if you have interest in those go to her yeah and it is really cool too looking at your birth chart in terms of like past lives if you're interested or looking for like where you want to settle down or you know there's so much more that we could get into of course but it's so fascinating and really helpful if you're trying to like expand and like come into new parts of yourself yeah okay so we also had a few 
questions on astrocartography, maybe more specific questions from our listeners that we wanted to answer. So I'll read off the first one. Which lines are most critical to look at in astrocartography? So the MC, the sun, the moon, same as your birth chart. What would you say? Yes. So when it comes to looking at your astrocartography, different planetary lines will be important at different times in your life. And I think, Alice, you really touched on this when you said the transits always are influencing you, whether you're looking at your birth chart or your astrocartography map. So I also thought of to the wait, I also thought of something like maybe like your chart ruler. Like if you're your rising sign, like the ruler of your ascendant line. So like if you're a Sag rising, maybe you look to Jupiter. Or like if you're a Cancer rising, maybe you look to the moon. I never thought of that, but I do feel like that could have like a lot of significance. Yes, I love that. And actually, it's so interesting you say that because my planetary ruler as a Gemini rising is Mercury. And all of the Mercury lines I have went to have had people who, I don't know, they like think similarly to me or challenge me in like beautiful ways to expand how I see the world. So it has been kind of those more faded connections and friendships. And then also like what, I think you mentioned this before we recorded, but like, um, like what are you interested in like pursuing at that time of your life? Like, do you want to go after career stuff? Maybe choose an MC line. Are you looking to settle down and start a family? I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like when I decided to, when Nick and I were like, okay, do we want to make Colorado our home? I was like, well, I really am focused on my career right now. And Uranus Midheaven, Uranus rules astrology and Midheaven is career. So I'm like, perfect. (laughs) That's Um, so good. Yeah. And then also, so not only looking at your Midheaven, but like you said, the planet with themes associated with what you're looking to get out of moving there or visiting there yeah like for instance like mercury line really good for writing communication based stuff jupiter really good for education learning um saturn too for that yeah saturn for being very focused and like sticking to one thing and like really seeing everything through um or like pluto or chiron if you want like a lot of self-transformation and to come into an entirely new version of yourself oh yeah definitely um And then also they mentioned the moon and the sun. So maybe just to touch on that, um, the moon is our wonderful planetary lines to go to if you want to get more in touch with your more nurturing side. So maybe you're looking to love yourself more or to find relationships that are more nurturing and caring. Um, they are also have like a familiarity about them. So when we talked about finding your soul family or people who are really connected with you, moon lines are wonderful to go to and feel like you are more at home. Yeah, I really need to go to a moon line. That's my next Yes, you mission. do. Because I've been to sun. That's great. Moon. I need to go to Japan for that. Yes. Honestly, I feel like you love the whole, I don't know, Jupiter. Or what? She had not Jupiter, Japan. (laughs) (laughs) Japanese culture. Uh, Yeah, Japanese culture. I went there a couple summers ago and it was so beautiful, but it was also very go, go, go because I have a Mars line there. Uh, So I was, it's not a chill vacation line. Yeah, uh, Um, yeah, definitely not with Mars. But also for a moon example, last summer I did a two-week 
camper van trip with Nick in the Pacific Northwest. And that was my moon line. And it was so, so healing. Oh my God. I love that. I wish I, I don't think I have one in the US though. Nowhere nearby. Oh yeah. The moon lines are amazing, but you kind of have one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe like you'll have to go chart. to Japan. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to go over there. Um, okay, let's get to Should our... we touch on the sun, though? The sun? Oh, yeah. I guess we didn't say that. We gave a few examples of the sun in the in the earlier part of the episode, but I feel like sun is just tapping into your identity, maybe building greater self-confidence, figuring out more of like who you are, I would say, is the main themes. Yeah, self-discovery and learning how to center yourself more in your life, like growing greater confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, question number two. Yeah, so question number two, let's see. Are there any specific lines to look at that indicate how your location influences career moves or relationships? Yes, so again, I feel like we have talked about this a little, but looking at um career like if you want to make career change or like have um I don't know career stuff come more easily for instance or taking it more seriously definitely look out for MC lines and then with relationships I would look out for the like the descendant DS lines Mm -hmm. yeah that's like a blanket but really true (laughs) and then I would say though like just moving to a line isn't going to indicate like that you immediately are changing careers. Like that's more getting into a relationship and having a big career change is more indicated by transits. So it's not like everything happens to you suddenly just because you move to a different city. Exactly. I really like that you mentioned that because I think when it comes to astrocartography, it's really great to use in transits of like, or in, tra- in, in, <laughs> my words today um it's great to use in conjunction with looking at your transits and progressions for like when things will happen but like when it comes to repetitive issues that you might find coming up in your life sometimes all you need is just to like get out of your funk and like move to some place that has a totally different energetic potential for you so you can kind of like get a sense for what that feels like, like kind of feeling into that energy. And it helps you, like we talked about earlier, but it kind of helps you to stretch yourself more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Really good note to end on. Yes. Okay, so that was so fun to talk about astrocartography. I hope you guys got something out of it. Thanks for listening. Yeah, I love that too. I feel like I learned more because I'm not super well-versed in astrocartography, but you're definitely teaching me a lot more, Maxine. Oh, I love that. (laughs) But next week will be all about eclipses. We've got a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse coming up. Really excited for this change of energy. Um, If you want like more in depth, like if you listen to the episode and you want to learn more in depth on eclipses, we will be hosting a workshop for our Patreon members. We still don't have an exact date for that yet, but it'll be the week of like May 23rd, May 24th. Um, we'll have like an hour long workshop where we go through what that eclipse, what the, both of the eclipses will mean for you, what kind of changes to expect in your life specifically and how to like for future eclipses, how to locate where they're happening in your chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eclipses happen every six months or so and they just bring up 
so much potential for change and like rapid growth. So if that is something you're interested, we are excited to talk about it next week and especially for the workshop. Yeah. And the link to our Patreon, if you do want to become a member, is in the show notes. Perfect. Um, And thanks for everyone too who has supported us. Feel free also to follow us on Instagram. We'd love to connect with you. I'm Maxine Luthia, M-A-X-I-N-E-L-U-Z-I-A. And I'm at Stock Alice, S-T-A-L-K-A-L-I-C-E. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Bye.